0: Chapter 12 of The Homesteader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeff Blanchard. The Homesteader by Oscar Migeau. Epoch the Third. Mrs. Pruitt Affects a Plan. He had some friends who lived on Federal Street, and to their home he decided to go. He thought of the day when he had married the man ran on the road his wife he had known long her name being mildred mildred merrill she had been invited to his wedding but had not attended when he had seen her a year later and had asked her why she had not attended she replied that she had been unable to purchase a suitable wedding gift her parents had been lifelong friends of his parents and he had been provoked because she stayed away she and her husband had been quietly married in the courthouse and had since lived happily together oh jean mildred cried when the door opened and she saw his face we have just been talking of you as she swung the door wide for him to enter mama she called here is jean baptiste her mother came hurriedly forward grasped his hand and exchanged a meaning look with mildred and you are back again she said as all three became seated yes he said and sighed it's awful commented her mother isn't it the truth oh my god how can these people be mean cried mildred he's in chicago said her mother yes said mildred and i'll bet right over at mrs pruitt's every day he wouldn't be likely to be home commented her mother he returned as a rule along about midnight. The two laughed then and regarded the man. You ought to give her up, Jean, said Mildred. A woman that has no more will power than she has isn't fit, isn't worth the grief you are spending. Yes, Mildred, it doesn't seem so, but she is my wife, and somehow I feel that I should give her every chance. The case is unusual, commented her mother again the man has a reputation for such actions rather he has been known to persecute and he does persecute the preachers that are under his dictation in the church but that such would extend to the possible happiness of his own children indeed it hardly seems credible vanity mamma rev mccarthy is regarded as the most vain man in the church jean here has never flattered him tickled his vanity and this is the price he's paying. Well, said her mother, such as this can't keep up. Some day he's going to be called on to pay, and the debt will be large. Understand that he aspires for the bishopric in the convention next month, said Mildred. Shucks, exclaimed her mother, that's all bluff. He seeks to grab off a little cheap notoriety around Chicago before he goes to conference there is as much chance of his being even entered as a candidate for the office as there is of me that's what i think from mildred what are your plans jean her mother now inquired of baptiste who sat in a sort of stupor listening to their talk i'm trying to get to see her without the old man's knowledge and he told them of his conversation with mrs. Pruitt isn't that a wife now exclaimed mildred afraid to meet the man she had married orlean and old lady mccarthy have no voice in that house said her mother first it's the reverend and then follows ethel and it hardly seems credible when one knows how he has always flirted with other women said mildred i asked orlean the last time i saw her said mildred again what was the matter was Jean mean to her or had he neglected her she said no that he was just as good to her as he could be, but that she could not stay out there in that wild country, that it would impair her health, and she just couldn't stay out there, and that was all. Reverend McCarthy, said her mother, of course, but that is one thing I have observed. They have never got her to lie, as they have done, and say that he mistreated her, from Mildred. It's to be regretted, that she has no more will to stand up for what she knows to be right said her mother you have taken it up with the right person john said mildred if anyone can help you in such a delicate undertaking it is mrs pruitt she has more influence with that old rascal than his wife in fact his wife from what i hear has no influence at all well john said mildred's mother you are to be admired the patience you have exercised with Orlean. The average man would have knocked that old white headed rascal stiff and let Orlean go, and I don't wonder that if I was a man, that I wouldn't have done so myself. If I were that weak and could see things as I do now, I would want my husband to shoot me. I'm getting out of patience with Orlean's weakness, Mildred added. Well, said Baptiste at this point, it is now eleven and I will call up Mrs. Pruitt to go ahead with certain plans that I have in view. Have you a phone? Just outside, said Mildred, and opened the door. He got Mrs. Pruitt directly, and again came back over the wire. It's the wrong number. But during the recent conversation he had forgotten, for the moment, the countersign, and continued calling back. Frantically he heard again and again, The wrong number! You have the wrong number. Suddenly he caught on, and as suddenly hung up the receiver with a jerk. He didn't go to the keystone that night. He felt as though he wanted to be near some friends. Accordingly he went to Mrs. Rankin's. She was glad to see him, and, like all his friends, knew his troubles, and welcomed him. You will awaken me early tomorrow, say, six o'clock? he asked. And upon being assured she would, he went to bed. All the night through his sleep was fitful. He saw gorgeous processions that frightened him, and then again he was thrilled, but never did he seem to feel just right. Then he saw his enemy. He dreamed that he came to him and kissed him. He heard him saying kind words, and saw his wife by his side. They were back in the west, and his wife was returning from a visit. He was aroused and jumped to his feet, he looked at the clock and the time was half past five all the agony of the day before came back with a rush and he was overwhelmed thereupon he got him up and dressed quickly hurried out of the house and caught a car to where mrs Pruitt lived on the west side in the basement of an apartment building of which her husband was janitor he estimated that the others would go home during the night and early morning would be the time to form some plan of action. It seemed a long way to the west side, and it was after seven when he arrived there. He was greeted by Mrs. Pruitt, and the expression upon her face did not disappoint him. "'Now, Jean, she said, "'I have prepared you some breakfast, and you must eat first, for I'll wager that not a bite have you eaten since you talked with me yesterday.' "'It is so, Mrs. Pruitt,' said he. Recalling that eating had not occurred to him for the last eighteen hours or more. Well, said she, becoming seated, he left here at almost midnight, and I have been planning just what to do that you may see Orlean. I certainly should have little patience with that girl that has no more gumption than Orlean, but since I know that she gets it from her mother, who has not as much as a chicken, I have accepted the inevitable now to begin with if i called up and had her come over here he would come with her of course and always maybe ethel and you know what that would mean it is so unusual that such a thing could be but this is reverend mccarthy he has always been this way and i could not change him you erred when you didn't flatter him but that you did not have to do and i don't blame you he has done you dirty and some day he's going to pay for it i wouldn't be surprised if he did not soon either he is a disturbed man he is never has he been happy as he was before he brought that girl home the crime he has committed is weighing on him and i wouldn't wonder if he wouldn't be glad to have orlean go back with you the only thing is that he has been associated with a hard-headed lot of negro preachers so long until his disposition is ingrained he actually couldn't be as he should. He would let Orlean go back to you, but he would determine on a lot of ceremony and something else that you are ill fitted to forego. So, the best way, as I can see, is for you to meet Orlean somewhere and there reason it out with her. She paused briefly then and was thoughtful. She loves you as her mother loves, in a simple, weak way. But what is a love like that worth? In truth, While I admire your courage and desire to uphold the sacredness of the marriage vow, you ought to get a divorce and marry a girl with some will and force. I realize so, Mrs. Pruitt, but I am determined to live with Orlean and protect her if it is within my power. I understand your conviction and sentiments, John, and admire you for it. If the world contained more men like you, the evil of divorce would lessen but on the other hand as long as it contains men like the reverend and women like orlean there will always be ground for divorce but every man should exhaust all this in him for what he feels is right shouldn't he mrs pruitt spoke baptiste of course she said somewhat absently she looked quickly at him then and her eyes brightened with an inspiration by the way jean she said do you remember mrs merrily Who? Blanche's mother, the same. Most sure. Why? Well, said Mrs. Pruitt, I have been thinking. She is a friend of yours, a good friend, although you might not have known it. It is news to me, that is, directly. Well, she is, and she has been very much wrought up over the Reverend's treatment of you. Indeed. Yes, it is so. You see, moreover, she is a distant relation of Mrs. McCarthy's and is fairly well to do so i have understood yes they are and mccarthy sort of look up to them yes mrs merley is independent and hasn't much patience with the elder so no and for that reason he admires her indeed yes and she was over there and sort of bawled them out over what they were doing understand that she just spat it in the elder's face and he had to take it well yes you see blanche got married this last summer and didn't quite please her mother oh is that so yes mary merley is a friend of mine and frankly she almost told me that she wished blanche had married someone on your order oh yes she did and meant it she admired your type and i know she would have been more fully pleased in such an event He was silent anyhow i have planned that it will be through her that you and orlean may be brought together he was attentive but before you go into it my request is that my name shall be left out his eyes asked a question that she answered it is so while mary is a friend of mine she has certain habits that i don't like he regarded her more questioningly i will say no more His face blanched, and then his mind went back two years. Orlean had made just such a remark. He was sorry. So I don't want you to mention me, since it would do no good. I understand. I want her to have the credit for whatever success might come of this. Yes. And my plans are that you go over there and see her. Yes. Jolly her a little, and don't let on that you are aware that she admires you. Very well. Get her to call in up and suggest a show. I get you. And there you are. Your plan is simple, but practical. And he smiled upon her thankfully. He was standing now. He held out his hand. She grasped it, and bending forward, kissed him. Be careful, Jean, she said, and don't do anything rash. When he went his way, he understood. End of chapter 12. Epoch the third. Mrs. Pruitt affects a plan.